everyone, and welcome to Dragon Talk. How is it going? I am Greg Tito, and I'm joined by Miss Shelley Mazanova. Hello. How are you? I'm great. It's totally throwing me. What that you can see yourself right now? now. I know yeah. it's amazing. Oh, uh, we also have two fantastic guests here on Yay. the line with us. From Girls Guts Glory, we have Kelly Lynn D'Angelo. Hello. Hello, how do you do it? It's good to see you guys, kind of. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. I'm so, so stoked to be here. Me too, me too. We're stoked to be here. And we're oh, very excited where? that Rachel, Rachel is preparing Hello. for the royal wedding. Are you excited Hello. for the royal wedding? I'm getting into character from Moira. I'm a noblewoman. I very need nice. my princess wave. It's working. It's, it's working very really good. Well. Thank you. I try. I, t- I turn my <laughs> hand too much and I just go too... <laughs> the, <laughs> Greg, this is single ladies. That's <laughs> oh, that's, that's where it came <laughs> that's from. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I, I got to put a ring on it. Uh, <laughs> welcome. You guys are, of course, uh, from Girls Guts Glory. Uh, Rachel, you've been there from the get-go. Girls Guts Glory get-go. And then, Kelly, you have taken over as Dungeon Master, uh, which has been super awesome uh, for the last season, I guess, right? The last story that you guys mm-hmm. did? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm getting about to the year mark, so it's pretty exciting. So exciting. <laughs> getting about there, it's yeah. crazy. Uh, we are talking to you guys because you guys are going to be at the Stream of Many Eyes, uh, which is happening on June first, second, and third in the city of Los Angeles. Uh, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to unveil the new uh, storyline for Dungeons and Dragons. There, it's the three day streaming extravaganza. Uh, lots of costumes, lots of sets, lots of. Food? Dot, 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 things I can't... Oh, yeah, food. Yeah, there's definitely going to be food there. I think. Come it's, on. Well, it's for three I days. So. I think people will start to get a bit peckish. I know. I'm like, you got to work on the food. If there was no food. Yeah. <laughs> they might be upset. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, we're excited about that. You guys will be doing a session on Saturday on June 2nd. Is that right? Very exciting. Yeah, correct. Are you excited to to, to have your, 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 your stream uh, debut here, Kelly, as Dungeon Master? Uh, I'm stoked. I'm also stoked... For the fact, you know what? I sound like I belong on the West Coast now because now I use the word stoked. I'm actually from upstate New York. So first and foremost, I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm from upstate I'm New York. Yeah, yeah. I'm from I'm from Rochester and I'm Buffalo from and Binghamton. Syracuse. I, oh, really? Yeah. Look at that. That's I was incredible. born in Syracuse and my wife lived in Rochester for a very long time. This is crazy. And I yet- lived in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> That counts. That's not that far. East Coast. It's the it's the East Coast. East Coast represents. It's I used to do all my school shopping in Syracuse because you have a really good mall there. Medley Center. What what? And apparently it's pretty great now. I haven't been back for a, a pretty moon, uh, but it's it's really exciting just to have been like doing a bunch of stuff in upstate New York, and then came out here, and I work in LA, and then to be a part of you know Girls Guts Glory now, it's kind of like incredible it's kind of like a dream come true uh simply stated and it's it's exciting to be able to kind of like have everybody at the same table like we're gonna have all the girls there and i've been you know lucky enough to play with them all but they're all so busy that we haven't really been able to sit down as a full unit and so i'm as i said stoked oh yeah (laughs) i've forgotten what sujata looks like i just i don't remember it's been so long since we've seen her it's a big black hole now. How did this that... work out that everybody was available at the same time? It's like some magic. cosmic forces. It is magic. Work. The planets aligned and the stars said, you know what? Go ahead for one day. For one day, you can all be together. I like That's it. all you get. I like it. I like that everyone <laughs> is finally doing it in all one place. Yep. Uh, for now, we'll wait until some some other you know gig pops up from, from one of you. That always seems to happen. There cannot yeah. possibly or, be I mean, anything if, better. Like, 
half their characters die. I mean, then there's that as well. well. Kelly, Kelly, no. That might be your fault. No. I don't know. No, Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> Don't tease that quite. Not live. Not live. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly regrets everything. She regrets everything that she just reveals. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just it's awesome to be because we've all been playing and they a lot of them, you know, had been friends beforehand. And then I met them and just sparks flew. And um, now they're like some of my closest friends. I was Aww. with Rachel yesterday. We were playing and she runs incredible campaigns too. And so it's just exciting for us to all be underneath one roof together. So I'm really looking forward to that weekend. Me too. Me too. And there's going to be just nonstop uh, uh, D&D excitement uh, from everyone. Uh, the D&D team will be there. Uh, so we've got Chris Perkins, Mike Merles, Kate Welch, and Jeremy Crawford, as well as Nathan Stewart, who will be uh, uh, touring through all of the, the, the things when we start on June 1st uh, at 4 p.m. Pacific time right here on twitch.tv slash dnd. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I can't wait to uh, tell everyone about the storyline that we've been hinting at and you guys know about and we all know about in this room, but none of you listening know about. Nope. It's pretty exciting. I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) I I do feel like somebody gave, it must have been like somebody over there knew exactly what to give me. And so when I got the story that I'm going to be telling, I was like, yes, like this is so my wheelhouse. So... I'm pretty excited, uh, Miss Rachel, for you to see this story with Moira. Oh gosh, I love that we got like a Hollywood Squares thing going on where I you're know. looking down yes. and Rachel like is the there. <laughs> Please don't. Wait, 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 we have to turn to this side. This side. You two. You two are great. I love it. So, Rachel, do you not do you not know? You know things, you, but not I, all the I, things? Or? I know some things. Okay. Um, I know some of what she knows, but she knows more than what I know. We're a very knowing family, um, <laughs> as Shakespeare says. Uh, I, I only know half. I'm not allowed to know the whole. No, which makes will. sense because you're playing. You yeah. don't necessarily be, yeah. be, be spoilt yeah. uh, before it's it happens. A lot of secrets. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you guys will be. Uh, well, I guess Rachel, you'll be in costume, uh, I believe, right? As Moira. Yes, I will. What about you, Kelly? Will you be? In costume as dungeon master number five. Or? <laughs> I'm always I'm always in in costume. Yeah, I mean the girls like I am definitely like a tomboy, so it's nice to have all the girls who are very good with makeup and costume kind of do me up and put on cool horns. And I got my hair did, got my hair dyed. Oh, nice! nice. Oh, it's real nice. It's purpley. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was a reflection or if that was actual your hair color. I like it. Yeah, it's real hair. It's a real deal, real nice. steel. It's actually steely blue, so real deal, real steel. And <laughs> it um, was very expensive, so thank you for noticing. Nice. <laughs> it looks good. Yep. Uh, you can get some, uh, some, some hair tips from uh, Satine Phoenix, uh, who yes. will be there on stream. She, she, she was, was here. giving out hair tips, I heard her. She was. <laughs> yeah. And eyeliner tips, how, and I missed oh those. Oh, my God, seriously. The two of them, they were like, uh, I always wanted to ask, and then they were like, it just like, uh, uh, what I'm talking about is uh, Kate Welch and Satine Phoenix uh, having a uh, you know makeup and or accentuant things. I'm I'm like you, Kelly, where I you know I don't know as much about these things, but it was just nice being there and seeing it all happen and be like, oh god, I'm so glad that there's this melding of minds occurring. <laughs> yeah, Satine is just an like a mermaid, a magical mermaid she woman. She's like and a so... unicorn mermaid. Oh. <laughs> yep, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Uh, it's her birthday soon. It's her birthday Tuesday. Oh my gosh! Really? Tomorrow? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is tomorrow. At least we're celebrating her birthday tomorrow. Her birthday is soon. So, on air, happy birthday, Satine. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Satine. <laughs> I love that. We'll have to give her some high fives uh, virtually. Yeah. Those of you guys who are, who are listening to this podcast, it'll be in the past, but you know how it goes. Still give her high fives. <laughs> Still, everybody loves to get a happy birthday, even if it's, you know, weeks late. I think it's fine. Totes. Uh, so we got lots of fun uh, things for everybody who is in the L.A. Uh, area. If you would like to come to the stream of Many Eyes, you can actually do that. It is on Sunday. You'll be able to uh, take a tour of the amazing sets, see the very place where you guys will have been played uh, uh, and are will be, and will be playing. Well, they could have been played. Too, they could have been played. You never know. Kelly, I guess. Yes, exactly. Depends on the way Kelly takes our campaign. <laughs> we'll see. That's the better way to put it. Been played. Um, <laughs> and then, so yeah, we have four groups going on Sunday. Uh, you can watch uh, them. One of them is Jocks Machina, which is uh, super fun. All of the Travis and uh, Willingham from Critical Role, as well as Joe Manganiello, uh, and some special guests that are going to be pretty exciting. Uh, I think for many people who like. Wrestling uh, might be really <laughs> exciting. Uh, is Deborah- it John Cena? It, it is totally John Cena. Is it The Undertaker? <laughs> it is also The Undertaker. Okay, The Undertaker is the only one I care about. So. I think there's going to be someone cosplaying uh, half John Cena, half Undertaker, and then The Rock in the back. I Perfect. Think. Excellent. <laughs> yes. All those, those are things. the three wrestlers I know. <laughs> <laughs> See? I know. <laughs> Uh, uh, so that's happening. Uh, then there's also Deborah Ann Wall is going to be dungeon mastering in the game, which I am super excited uh, about seeing the story that she will have. Uh, some two uh, amazing cast members from Critical Role will be in that game. Is this her first live stream DMing? That is correct. Oh my goodness. I know. Isn't that exciting? Yes. Yeah. And uh, brave. Matt uh, Mercer and Marisha Ray will be playing in that game, which I'm super excited about, as well as uh, two other fantastic uh, actors uh, that you can check out on the Dungeons and Dragons website. Uh, and then Dice Camera Action will be performing live as well. Uh, so all together. I don't know, uh, Rachel, if your uh, character will make a guest appearance there or not. Uh, your veggie pygmies might. Who knows? We'll we'll, we'll have to see. Miranda might. <laughs> Show up at like the last second and go, hey guys, how's it going? Hey, whatever. Oh god. Yeah, who knows? I love that. That would be fantastic. But all of them uh, will be there in costume. I think that's the first time that all four cast members will be there in costume together. So that's pretty exciting. It's like a big reunion for lots of of groups coming together. So obviously we have to keep it going every single year until the world ends. Exactly. We'll just keep going. So that's only like one more year, right? Two two more years? Yeah. Yeah. It depends on which world we're talking about. Are we talking about the the metaphorical D and D Forgotten Realms? Are we talking about everyone? What are we talking about? <laughs> Each world will, will end eventually. All the worlds slowly. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> when you just snap your fingers, and half of them will will be destroyed. Uh, so <laughs> there's that one, and then there's of course the uh, game that Mark Holmes is going to be dungeon mastering with uh, three other cast members from Critical Role will be on there, uh, including uh, Sam Regal, Talison Jaffe, and. A special guest. I'm not going to. I'm not going to reveal it right now. Ooh. I just wanted to make sure you all got that anticipation there. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Got it. So uh, again, all four of those are games that you can buy tickets to right now. Uh, go check out dnd.wizards.com/some for all that information. You can buy all the tickets there. It's pretty exciting. Uh, and I, 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 I we're going to be talking more about Stream of Many Eyes, but I want to make sure you guys got all that 
that, that juicy info uh, going on there. Uh, but we also have this other new book coming out that we need to talk about, which is called Morning Canaan's Tome of Foes. Do you guys know about this? Yes. yes. I don't have one. It, it shall be coming soon. <laughs> Very excited Please. for it. It looks incredible. Pay the piper. Uh, it does It does look really good. I love all the new monsters. We've been showing them off uh, here on the streams here. Uh, she- Shelly, you did fantastically uh, playing as the... What was your... The, the Gith Yankee. No, it was the... The Gith Yankee. Right. right? Supreme Commander. Yes. One. I won it all. You won it all. Like through Sean Woods, but... Right, but you that first yeah. round was touching. He wouldn't go. have gotten the he wouldn't have gotten to the end if I didn't win the first round. That's true. Yeah. He yeah, you were like let it off. You were like, hello, yeah. and then you're like, all right, I'll let I'll let someone else take over, I right. guess, since I did all the heavy lifting. I got no credit. <laughs> you got all the credit in my book. On on this podcast, very much so. Uh so yeah, that's coming out on uh May eighteenth in game stores. You can get two covers. May eighteenth. May eighteenth, which is so four days? Very soon. Yeah. Very soon. Uh, and in preparation for that release uh, in game stores, we've been doing a podcast of foes. So that is nearly two dozen different podcasts from the audio live play community uh, have been putting together little one shots uh, based on lore and monsters from Morning Canyon's Tome of Foes. I suggest you go check it out. It's on a different uh, RSS feed than Dragon Talk. It's on Dungeon Delve. Uh, you can get that pretty much everywhere you get podcasts. Uh, but we have put up... A lot of content there for you to take in and to uh, get excited about different parts of Morning Canaan's Tome of Foes. Uh, so I can't list them all here. You should go to uh, dnd.wizards.com slash mtof uh, as well to find out all about that book and the Podcasts of Foes crew. Uh, huge shout out uh, to everyone who created uh, these amazing things, as well as Victoria Rogers from The Broadswords, who had uh, the idea to put this all together. So very thanks to her. She's yeah. been working a lot, uh, and so we like to pour out uh, uh, a few drinks of water for her. Thank you. <laughs> and I just poured it onto my laptop, which is now broken. <laughs> I've done it before. It happens, right? You think you're yeah. being dramatic, and then all of a sudden you pour it out, and it's, you know. That's just not funny. Anymore. You are dramatic. I mean, I guess it actually yeah. is pretty like, dramatic. Do you like my The most dramatic, arguably. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a death. It's a death of a yeah. thing that you see in front of you. Uh, also coming on is uh, Dark and Dicey, which is a new group here on the uh, twitch.tv slash dnd family. They're starting tonight as we record this, but that's Monday, May 14th. For those of you listening, 7 p.m. Pacific time, it is uh, Nate Sharp. Uh, who is known as Paulton on Dice Camera Action. He is starting up a new group uh, forming from a lot of his friends. Dungeon Master KG Tang is doing a fantastic job of uh, wrangling all them. They're being really, really good, and uh, uh, they're also going to be performing at the Stream of Many Eyes on that Saturday, June 2nd. So that's pretty exciting. You'll be able to see them there, but you'll get a little sneak peek uh, in these, I guess, two episodes, three episodes before we uh, uh, kick them off for the Stream of Many Eyes. So go check that out tonight and or uh, uh, you know, uh, at, uh, every Monday uh, at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Great cast. They're good folks. You should do it. Uh, last announcement before we get to our segment and then to the meat of the interview. Uh, but we are uh, working with a group, uh, the Lambert House, to sell T-shirts that have the Dungeons & Dragons ampersand in rainbow form as well as the Magic the Gathering uh, symbol in rainbow form to uh, 
uh, get everybody having a awesome T-shirt for Pride uh, Week that's coming out. Uh, Lambert, all this is going towards charity. Uh, Lambert House is uh, empowering youth through the development uh, of leadership, social, and life skills by offering 20 programs, more than 20 programs, uh, activities, resources, and services on an ongoing race, uh, uh, basis. Um, and it all goes to uh, support LGBTQ uh, youth community. Uh, it's really awesome. We've raised, uh, I think this is not even accurate anymore, uh, but when it was accurate, more than 3,000 D&D t-shirts have been sold, raising more than 40K, going directly wow. to... 3,700, Pelham tells Ooh, me. We're up wow. to 3,700. 50K oh, has been raised so far. Uh, so that's really amazing. Uh, I love the shirt. I, I, every time I wear it, I get uh, compliments from people. So uh, if you are looking for the hot summer item to wear, this might be it. <laughs> you can do it too. Uh, so go check it out uh, if you're looking for where that is. Uh, I'm just going to read the link for those of you who are audio. It's at customink.com slash fundraising slash Lambert underscore DND or MTG uh, if you're looking for the magic one. Uh, good stuff happening there. Uh, all right. So lots of fun stuff happening in Dungeons & Dragons world, but everybody should be focused on the stream of Many Eyes. as It's coming out June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. You can watch it all here on twitch.tv slash DND. I am going to throw it to an amazing segment. Uh, what do you guys want to hear about in the lore? It's going to be... I don't have it here in front of me, but it is going to be really exciting. And might have to do with the story that's coming up next, or it might not. It might be a red herring. I don't even know. Just throwing that out there. What do you think? Red herring. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably red herring. <laughs> it might be. I think so. Yeah, knowing, knowing uh, Perkins knowing and Cernan. Yeah, and also what Jeremy said today. About spoiling? And our, yeah. Yeah. They're just full of tricks. They got lots of tricks. You can't it's trust true. Them. You can't All right. Trust them. So I can't think of a better way to segue into the segment with that. Yeah. Uh, so pay attention. Maybe you'll learn something. Or, or maybe you won't. Or maybe you won't. We'll never know. We leave no stern stone unturned here at D and D. No promises. No promises given. <laughs> Let's roll that segment. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another segment of Lore You Should Know. I'm Greg Tito, and this segment is where we talk to these amazing lore masters, Mr. Chris Perkins. Hello. And Matt Cernit. Hi. About little fun bits of Dungeons & Dragons lore uh, for your own edification, or if you want to put it into your home game, that's what we're here for. And today, we are going to talk about the Seven Sisters. Mm. What are the Seven Sisters? Well, they're all related. (laughs) They were so they, they trace their origins back to... So first of all, Seven Sisters are part of Forgotten Realms lore. Yep. They trace their origins back to Ed Greenwood's home campaign, oh. where some of them were actual characters in his campaign. Oh, player characters that people use? That oh. people ran, or that he ran. Um, and they're called the Seven Sisters because, A, they're sisters. B, there are seven of them. They have a long and storied history in the realms. Yeah. Um, we're like that. There's so much written about them. We we can't possibly talk about everything. Like Ooh, uh, there's there's yeah. novels after novels after novels. There's a whole source book written about them. In second edition period. Um, yeah, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And they are uh, uh, very powerful. Like, are they wizards? Are they powerful. adventuring party esque? So uh, the the way the story goes is that um, Mistra had a penchant uh, for uh, investing. Mortals with some of her power. Mistra, the goddess of magic. Yes. Yeah. 
And so uh, her reasoning behind that is a little mysterious. Um, but she invested uh, Kelvin and Elminster. They were pretty good stewards. There's some other ones um, that were revealed as stewards besides them later on. Some of them um, weren't great stewards and they went crazy and did crazy things. Mm. And the, the basic point, though, was that she wanted to sort of like further the cause of magic in the world, uh, that it should be something that people um, who have the, the talent and the will have the access to and so on and so forth. And uh, a lot of these sort of bad stewards convinced her that um, she needed people who were really her people to kind of advance that that message. And the way she decided to do that was to have children. Oh, seven of them. Indeed. Oh, with the same father? Uh, yeah, the same. Well, I'm not sure about the mother being all the same because there's one that's a drow. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so she didn't give birth to them. Um, but but basically, uh, she. Um, it's a strange story where uh, she there's a mortal man who uh, is in the Neverwinter area. Uh, what was would become Neverwinter, uh, and this is in like zero dr. So. Long time ago, and uh, and there's a half elf, I think, um, like Elu or something like that, who um, he's courting, and she possesses Elu with Elu's permission. Mistress, mistress, habits Elu. Yeah, got it. With, Gets it on with yeah aforementioned gentleman. Yeah, and it's interesting because like she she possesses her, and then basically gets her permission later. <laughs> and then she also uses magic. She, he's already courting her, but she uses magic to kind of like woo him. So I was like, whoa, mister, what are you doing? This seems overly complicated. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah. The, God shenanigans. God yeah. shenanigans. I was, I was trying to say it was in the Greek god level of, yeah. of, yeah, of it shenanigans. Is. It and it sounds like, it. like that. Yes. Yeah. And the, the result is uh, seven sisters eventually. Um, and they they go their various ways in life and have various abilities. Some of them are very powerful wizards. Um, several of them are. Uh, others are more sort of warrior wizard types, um, and others are just, I think Dove's just a straight-up ranger. I'm not positive. Mm. Yeah. Um, but all of them have essentially uh, an immortal life, more or less, and uh, magical healing powers and... Um, that sort of magic that she imbues with them uh, gives them kind of a demigod status. I see. So that means that they can become uh, uh, interwoven with the stories of campaigns of people all the time. Yeah. Yes. And some of them have had uh, a very profound impact on sort of the history of the realms and as it unfolded. Uh, one of them was a Viking queen for a long period of time. Yeah. And uh, she ruled a kingdom called Stornanter. That went like many forgotten realms by the wayside. It was forgotten. It was forgotten. Uh, but uh, where she was, wasn't. was it on the Sword Coast or was it? Yeah, it was. Um, I think the Lylan was the capital at yeah. the time, uh, and that's north of Waterdeep. Okay, right. between Waterdeep and, yeah. and Neverwinter. And then you know she's she is currently living large in Waterdeep. That same personage. Yes. Yep. Yes. That, Interesting. That, that sister. Yes. Because part of what's being you know you get imbued by this power, you're immortal. Yes. Can you? Yes. Can they be slain? Yes. Uh, it seems so. Yeah. 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 There are several who have. Um, one in particular was dead from for pretty much all of the second edition period, and that was. Uh, I'm going to mess up the name. Silune. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> but dead. Dead in sort of the the comic book kind of way. Dead. Right. Where she could be brought back for convenience in various. 
forms and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, her, some of her sisters still communicate with her even though she's dead. So, um, like, and isn't they, it her tears that are on the moon? No, that's, no, it's that's a different. different. So that's saloon versus saloony, I think, Got or it. vice versa. I don't. I always, I always, pro- I always pronounce the, the dead sister saloony just to just separate <laughs> her from. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, so uh, one of the things that would happen in novels a lot is the characters would actually carry around a cobblestone of her house, and uh, she haunted her house, mm-hmm. and so her ghost could can then come and communicate and. Uh, this through this house. piece of stone or, or like communicate with uh, others and sort yeah. of carry messages okay. back and forth yeah. and like interact with them and stuff right. like that. That's cool. And yeah. we hear, we, we do see conversations between her and one or two of her sisters as late as Ed Greenwood's last novel, which is Death Masks. Cool. Yeah. All right, so, they, so. They, 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 the tendrils will continue to yeah. weave through the so plots. So they, they feel the like an realms. ever-present element of the realms even when they're not personally around. Yeah, and they are all over the place in the history of the realms. Um uh, I mean, big parts of it are um, the symbol of Aglaron, the Witch Queen of Aglaron is one of them. Um, uh, who's up in... Where's uh, Aglaron? Aglaron's on the inner sea, um, the Sea of Fallen Stars. Yeah, okay. I knew I've heard that name uh, before. Illustrial Silverhand is sort of the, was the leader of uh, Silvery Moon for a really long time. Oh, okay. Um, Storm. Uh, is she a full full elf then? Um, or? No. No, no no. Silver Moon. Silver Moon is a isn't an elf city. It's a it's an elf friendly city. But Got it. Um, so uh, I always get those mixed up. <laughs> and uh, Storm Silverhand is a uh, a harper and a sorceress, and she's basically like this. Um, I don't know, like spell slinging Xena character <laughs> who runs yeah. around kicking butt. <laughs> and um, Laryl. Uh, is uh, much more sort of circumspect in a lot of the novels and stuff like that. For a real long time, she had a relationship with Kelvin Blackstaff, and so that was a big deal. Um, they, they adventured together. Laryl Silverhand, okay. current yeah. open lord of Waterdeep. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I know that name, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's uh, Quilu Villadorn, and that is um, the dark sister because she's a drow. Um, so I, the, the circumstances of that are, are, as it says on the FR Wiki, exceptionally odd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's Dove Falconhand, and I mean, in the, all these characters, in uh, especially in Ed's novels, um, have lots of roles. Uh, he he tends to return less novels to um, those characters to Mert, uh, and and a lot of them. Um, up until sort of the fourth edition period was the King of Cormier and stuff like that. Those are kind of his favorite people to play with. Got it. And so these uh, uh, sisters, actually now I want to ask more about the drow and how that came to be. Is that... (laughs) So, uh, let's see. Let me see if I can get a short version before I go and dive deep into the... Into um, the the crazy lores of it. Yeah. Yeah. So... What I like about what about these these characters in general, though, is that they are kind of fate touchers, right? They're, they're like you know, if they are involved in your story, you know that it has import for right the Forgotten Realms. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they they do sort of feel like uh, almost Forgotten Realms superheroes in a sense. Um, because of the power level of the, their characters and the things that they can do. I mean, because they they aren't just you know awesome fighters and. Uh, you know, um, people who can heal fast and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They, I mean, they they literally have super strength, 
and um, can do just crazy, crazy things. So they almost become a, a deus ex machina as yeah. well, too, just to be like, all right, here's where we want to change this. Or, yeah, yeah and, and a lot of their stories, too, they are uh, going up against really super powerful enemies as well, like mm. Manchun and Fazul and, and stuff like that. So they're, they're – or uh, Larlock, um, the sort of uh, lich king or, or um, on the Sword Coast uh, until – Recently, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. yeah. So in the events of, um, gosh, what was the last novel of the Sundering series? The Herald. The Herald. Yes. Uh, Larlock comes in at the end and reveals that he is also a chosen of Mistra and also has been invested in power like all these other people. Oh. And so he attempts to be, sort of gain godhood in that last moment, and uh, he is prevented by Elminster and I think. Storm and Illustrial, maybe a yeah, dove. I'm not sure. I think it's Illustrial. Uh, and he is vaporized into um, the weave. And what happened to him after that? I don't know. He's a lich. He has a phylactery somewhere. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's reforming. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. So that's mm. interesting. So do they? You know what you suggested there. That sounds like they team up often. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, is there? Is there yeah, they're super friends. <laughs> they're super friends. Do yeah. they? Com- do they have a, uh, a way to communicate with each other? Uh, it depends on, on the circumstances. Um, so there's a lot of magic that they just use, like, like you know, sending spells and the like, and so yeah. on. Um, I don't. There might be occasions in which they actually just have a psychic link in some of the novels and so on, but mostly, um, you know, like that. They yeah. They communicate through objects or through. Ma- no, spells, spells yeah. and you know sending right. stones and that kind of a thing. Do they have meetups? Do they go to like the they Avengers do. Tower and stuff? Yeah, I, occasionally. I mean, like the the symbol in Agalrond was mostly down there f- for much of the uh, the growth of the setting. Um, it's not. I think it was in Death Masks where she finally because uh, she fourth edition said that she uh, was driven crazy by Mistra was uh, 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 the symbol. One of the sisters. The one of the sisters is the symbol. The witch I'm queen of Aglaron. Symbol, not symbol. Symbol. <laughs> Got it. S-I-M-B-U-L. I was actually thinking of a, a, yeah. a mark L. or something of a symbol. So yeah. she's the, the the witch queen of Aglaron. She was super super powerful. Yeah. Um, and you know there was even a one of the um, Wizards three articles in Dragon Magazine where Elminster uh, uh, warns um, uh, the the dark elf from Dragonlance, uh, Dalimar. Dalimar, basically don't piss this lady off because she can take out all three of us. Oh. <laughs> so, so she's like, woo. Power up. level just yeah. goes to yeah. the roof. Um, yeah. and, and basically, at, during mo- most of the second edition and third edition period, she was more or less single-handedly responsible for holding off Thay from much of the rest of the world. Got it. So, okay. Um, so symbol... She's super powerful. Yeah. In uh, Death Masks, um, she shows up and... Uh, let's see. Is she? Does she help with Morden Kanan? I think. I think she does. I think that happens. Yeah, Morden Kanan's also in that book, Death Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's yes. one of the Wizards Three. He's yes. one of the Wizards Three, yes. right? Yeah. And so he, he shows uh, made an up. appearance in Curse of Strahd. In fact, yeah. yes, he did. And I think I think um, both of them are are sort of cured to some degree of their insanity in that novel. But I think the symbol also uh, is dead, dead by the end of it. So, Got it. Spoilers. God, we're all full of spoilers today. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in general, though, right? This feels like they're they're these Greek goddesses and 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 superheroes, like all these kind of things. That we've how can we use that in uh, uh, your table game 
to great effect instead of just making it feel like you're railroading or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the interesting things that happened um, with the uh, the Sundering and Fifth Edition and so on is we we uh, established that these super super powerful characters were diminished to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we haven't fully said how much they're diminished and so on. It's a sort of a secret that they're guarding. And so, you know, Laryl's now the open lord of uh, Waterdeep. Um, but, you know, if you go to, like, meet Laryl, it's like going to go meet Wonder Woman or Superman, right? Like, holy crap. Now, you don't know. Maybe she's got kryptonite in her pocket and, and she's really weak, but you can't really tell. But she's got this power. Yeah, you know that. The, uh, this, the charismatic, yeah, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, that was all uh, when the gods kind of retreat from the world at the end of the Sundering, yeah. end of fourth edition, essentially, and say we're going to let mortals basically control their own fates and imbue them with less of our personal power, people like Laryl kind of took a hit. Um, mm. But she has, she's not going around and saying, Mistra has you know, left me you know, weaker than I was. Oh, and by the way, I'm still a really powerful mage. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so hands off. I just don't have all the crazy <laughs> Right, I don't have all the crazy have. wild things that I used to do or you know, I might be known for, but you don't know that. Yeah. And I'm not about to tell you because I've been sort of sucked into this political position of power and I'm not going to let my enemies know. That's a really interesting thing for a dungeon master to play. Is like, oh, I'm this very powerful. But these these individuals are very powerful, but they also realize that in a way, their time has sort of come and gone. Right. And so they, with few exceptions, they're happy to let other people carry the balls of destiny forward uh, and do important things while they kind of mellow. Yeah. (laughs) Enjoy life. If they can. If they can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a sense that those characters all um, are still involved in mm-hmm. these events, but they're sort of behind the scenes kind of pushing things one way or another rather than uh, going in and kicking down doors. Um, Occasionally so. they still kick down doors. Yes, yeah, you know, um, if Ed writes a novel. Yeah, if Ed writes a novel <laughs> and he wants Laryl to go single-handedly down into Under Mountain and slap Xanathar around like a little beholder bitch, uh, <laughs> he can do that, and he did. So <laughs> uh, there was, there's a great scene where uh, – so Laryl is dealing with the, the, pol- the politics of Waterdeep, right. something she is unaccustomed to after years of just kind of being off on her own, doing her own thing, right. having to navigate – the minefield of mask lords and nobles and whatever. So when Xanathar gets a little uppity, it's like, okay, time to dig out the adventuring gear. I'm going to get out of the palace for a half hour and kick this beholder's ass. She goes down into the depths under water deep, uh, just blows death tyrants away like they're nothing. Wow. In order to get to the Xanathar, shows up in his inner sanctum and finds out that he is hiding from her. <laughs> He's like, doesn't want no. any part of her. He just hides, basically sends a disembodied voice to, to tell her, I'm sorry, the Xanathar is on home right now. <laughs> and she eventually has to just see the fact that she's probably not going to find him before dinner time. And so she leaves and returns to the palace. Nice. And the Xanathar is like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was one, Seven Sister. Nice. Yeah. So when they actually team up and get together, yeah. then it's they can take down you know countries like Fey and all that stuff. Well, and they did get together for a, a bit of a rout at uh, Mithranor, um, where they had to deal with some Netherese fallout some time ago. Nice. Yeah. And uh, 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 I think I saw you tweeting about that. That actually is one of the reasons why Mithranor is, is no back more. In its ruined state. Yeah. Yes, exactly. 
Yeah. Awesome. Uh, any other uh, uh, details about the Seven Sisters we wanted to get across? I mean, what about the Ranger and the Drow? Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, do you have any? So, uh, yeah, Dove Falconhand is um, sort of the more sort of Rangerish one. Um, and I guess it seems like she might have I died. Think I think she's dead. Yeah. I believe that uh, Laryl talks to her from the afterlife. Ah. Yeah. Um, and and she was more sort of like, uh, I mean, she was still a, uh, a serious badass, but in comparison to the others, it seemed like more of a sort of low-level kind of character. She was more mm. sort of Grounded. riding horses yeah. and going into dungeons and that kind of thing. Not right. ruling empires. And <laughs> yeah. Got it. And maybe that was just personality-wise. That's right. what she yeah. was more comfortable yeah. with doing anyway. That's the other thing. I mean, they've each got their very individual personalities, so they're, there's really... I mean, the two who seem most like each other are, I think, Laryl and Illustriel in some ways because they're both super powerful wizards. Mm-hmm. So they, and they both hang around El- Elminster far too much. Um, but the other ones are kind of all off doing their own things and following their own beliefs. Until one big thing yeah. happens and they have to, you know, and then, then, a purple guy yeah, from the sky and then, comes. And you get a couple of them grouping <laughs> up together. <laughs> So uh, the, and then, so yeah, the Dark Sister, that's, yeah. the, that's the last bit. So, Kalue Veladorn, yeah. So, she, think, so she was born to human parents. Right. So there, right there, what? it starts getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting weird. And, and by born, I mean not exactly, because I think what happens is her mother dies while she's still in the womb. And Mistra basically like makes swap? cuts a deal with a drow god to put her in a drow woman's womb to complete the delivery. Ah. <sighs> Ah. And what comes out by agreement between these two gods is actually a drow and not a human. Okay. So conceived as a human, born as a drow is her kind of deal. Interesting. Which is really weird. weird. Yeah. Right? Was she cast out? Unprecedented. Immediately? Yeah. Well, so she ends up, uh, there's there's a, uh, I'm going to forget the name, Dark Maiden some Walk or Promenade, the Promenade. There's a place in Undermountain where um, sort of followers of Elystri, uh the drow goddess of... Not being like Drow. Um, <laughs> is, the Drow uh, goddess of we hate Loth. Yeah. <laughs> Got she, it. she has sort of like a... That was the one that there was the deal with? with. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. She has a group of people of Drow that have collect there in Undermountain, um, free from Drow society, but not willing, not able to sort of go back to the surface and that right, kind of thing. Right, like limbo. And uh, she ends up leading that for many, many years in the setting. And then she goes mm-hmm. on her own adventures and has novels written about her and all kinds of things. Got it. Interesting. All right, so there's a lot to mine mm-hmm. there, uh, and it seems like all these characters might yeah. be really interesting to at least introduce, uh, uh, like a you know a, a passing or or, or you know, maybe have like a big uh, uh, part of your plot. Several of and several of the seven sisters will have cameos to one degree or another in at least one upcoming story. Ooh, well, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, well, great. Well, thank you guys uh, for, for all of your seven thoughts on the Seven Sisters. Yes. Uh, where can people ask you more questions, uh, especially about that last bit that you just said? <laughs> uh, you can reach me on, at Twitter at Chris Perkins DND. I'm also on Twitter at, at Cernet, S-E-R-N-E-T-T. Awesome. Uh, thanks, you guys. We'll be back next week with another little you should know. Legal team. I declare. Uh, All right, so you guys are uh, from Girls Guts Glory. We already mentioned that. Rachel, you've been playing Moira for a very long time. Uh, And uh, Kelly, you've been uh, dungeon mastering 
uh, for also a very long time. Uh, but for folks who may not know about uh, what Girls Go Story is all about, uh, Rachel, why don't you give us like the quick formation story of, of, of coming together and then uh, uh, we'll get everybody up to speed from there. Well, a bunch of actresses were like, hey, let's play some D&D. And we wanted to originally make just a silly short of it. And then we went, why don't we just actually play some D&D? So this group of girls just started playing D&D. And then we filmed it because we're all actresses and that's where we're comfortable. And then it took off from there. One thing led to another, right? You put it up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Then we got in contact and now we're all friends. Right, Greg? We're friends? We're totally friends. No, it's true. <laughs> it is so funny how it happened, though, right? It was just like, oh, yeah, there's this awesome YouTube. I think you guys had a web page, too, that was really uh, uh, well-designed enough to be like, oh, yeah, no, these guys are professional. They know what they're doing. Yeah. 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 We, we are good at looking like we know what we're doing, mm. um, which is really, you know, what adulthood is about. That's what me and Shelly have been doing pretty much this whole time. <laughs> yep. Maybe not knowing exactly what you're doing, <laughs> but as long as you can We know nothing. We, yeah. But, yeah. We got Ryan and Pelham to just guide us through this. They know way more than we do. That <laughs> All that matters. <laughs> so how how was the D and D connection discovered between the group? Like, did you all know that each other played, or was it kind of unearthed? Actually, a lot of the girls didn't play until we had our first campaign. For a oh. lot of our girls, the the Girls Got Glory campaign was the first campaign, and it was a situation where. A couple of them had been like, nah, I don't know if I, you know, feel comfortable leaning into this so heavily. But because it was with friends, we said, yeah, why not? Let's go into it. And um, like Erica and I knew D&D pretty well. So we were able to take some hands and go, yeah, follow me. Let's go into this thing together. Um, yeah. So for the most part, it, it, it's a lot of the girls first time playing I D&D. I not know that. Yeah. That's what I thought was super exciting about it because it was... Uh, indicative of the story that we wanted to tell with Dungeons and Dragons, which was you don't need to have this exhaustive knowledge of 40 years mm-hmm. of D&D yep. history to just jump in and really get something super uh, uh, fulfilling from, from, from playing, right? And so uh, that narrative of, of you guys just finding it and like, jumping onto it was exactly what we wanted to show. And you guys didn't have to do anything differently. We were just like, oh, yeah, you guys, let's just put a spotlight on Hey, you can jump in at any time, at any point in your life. Doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, just play D and D. Absolutely. And when we started off, Kim Hidalgo, who plays Fauna, our little cleric, was our DM, and she had never DM'd before. She That's jumped right. right into the fire of it to lead us into it. Now was so, she new to to D and D as well? Absolutely. Or just, and she new. just said, she "I'm going to DM on this live." Stream. Yep. I think she hadn't yeah. understood then how difficult it is to DM, and she just went, I'm going to do it. But Kim's the type of person, she's such a type A, where if she sets her mind to something, she's going to be the best at it, period. She's so smart. She's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. But she definitely does, yeah, like you can see, like, all right, she's going to go all in and figure out exactly the ins and the outs. But she was, you know, it was hard to uh, stream. I think that's always a very difficult leap to take, where it's, you know, when you guys were shooting to tape, uh, you could edit out if there were, you know, oh, yeah. anything that you didn't want to be shown. It was a lot easier. So but when you're doing streaming, it became, you know, all oh, right, it's immediate like it's theater. Like all of a sudden it's like you can't just go up for a line uh, in front of a live, stu- you know, live audience. It yeah. gets a little bit harder. Uh, so uh, that she eased into doing that. And I think she did a fantastic job. But then Kelly, how did you find out about what was going on here? 
Oh man, it was it was like a, a almost like a string of like beautiful events just all kind of coinciding at one focal point. I uh, I have always been an avid fan of D and D in the community, and actually I have an interesting background with that just because I played in high school and I never DM'd in high school. I just played, mm-hmm. and then I desperately throughout college was trying to find people to play with, and then eventually moved out here and still was trying to find people to play with. And I actually was actively, I consume a lot of YouTube. I watch way too much YouTube for a 28 year old woman and <laughs> have been for the last 10 years. Um, same, so same. I was actively looking online. Yeah, I know, like I love YouTube. It's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> I was watching two hours of YouTube earlier today at the gym. Like I got it. Same, but, um, <laughs> absolute same. <laughs> um, so it's not the Kinder like, eggs like, and always, uh, and, no. and toy videos that 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 is consuming Shelly no. and Mars' lives right now. Right. No. There's other stuff there too. No, 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 no. Mine was, what else was is on YouTube? Mine was oh, just tons of Yogg's cast and game grumps and like game players. Like I just I can't stop watching people play video games. It's like my favorite thing on earth because it's really story heavy. But then what I was looking for was for you know to watch D and D. So if I couldn't play it and find people to play with, at least I wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. And so I actually stumbled onto Critical Role because of that within the first month of them streaming and I'm like one of that became like the way for me to talk about it like Mm. I suddenly could ask people it was suddenly not like this you know it wasn't in the closet about my passion for it I could ask somebody hey have you seen the show and they're like what show and I'm like oh this really cool show and that then opened the doors for me not just to talk about D&D but to be a DM because so many people wanted to play but then nobody could DM so about three or four years ago Right at the advent of that show, I just started DMing, just took the reins and stopped playing as a, as a character. And as somebody who's, you know, coming from a world of storytelling in Los Angeles, being a, a, a television and film writer, I was kind of like, this is actually where I'm most comfortable. And I didn't even realize it. And um, I come from like a very double-sided brain. Like I really, really, really like information and computing and logic and logistics and numbers. But then I also really enjoy being creative and reactionary Mm. so it's kind of it's like the perfect medium and I had been trying always from when I started playing to like work with a lot of women I love the guys I play with but when I started talking to Rachel and Erica about a year ago we met um and I told them I DM'd and they like turned towards me in unison I sometimes think that they are functioning on the same like brainwaves constantly. You and Rachel, you and Erica are so fun because like I can see <laughs> something that the two of you guys react the same way. And we're the same. I'll person. never forget I've that seen moment it when. <laughs> yeah. And I, I loved that moment when I mentioned I'm a dungeon master and I, I wanted to play with you guys or at least run a game for you. And you both turned towards me in unison and you're like, what? You're a dungeon master? Yes. And that's how it all started. It just started from me being in a room with them and them being totally accepting and like lovely and saying yes. So that was pretty cool. That is really cool, right? Because you don't always get that uh, uh, thing when you say I'm a dungeon master to yeah. someone. It's always like that. It could what? be misinterpreted. It could be misinterpreted. <laughs> <laughs> My, father was, <laughs> My <laughs> father was confused. My father was like, that's what you did when he went to L.A.? Should I be proud of you? I don't know. <laughs> Upstate Damn. New York to L.A. to do that? They can form a support group with my parents who yeah. are still trying to figure it out as well. That's Yeah, right. They're like, you make all the games, right, Shelly? Yeah, so you design. <laughs> my daughter design, makes Dungeons & Dragons. 
<laughs> Wait, yes. Your dad is 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 uh, okay. like an old Kermit there. That was like an old Kermit. That's like a, that is my mom and my dad together. Wait, do it That's again? what they sound. My daughter designs Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> If I'm doing both of them, that if I'm just doing my dad, it's my daughter designs Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. So he it's like, sounds nothing like that. That's like life. Grandpa Simpson a little kind bit of. there. Yeah. yeah, we get yeah. new characters from Shelley. This is that's, that's geeky. I like them. That's good stuff. Yep. So, did you know Kelly when you were talking to Rachel and Erica that they were on? They had the stream or the game Girls Guts Glory, or was this just a happy accident? I actually had heard about them through the the, the community, uh, uh, just through passing, like through dialogue. I hadn't seen it yet, but like a friend of mine, Matt, he was like, "Oh, you got to check out this amazing group of women." And I'm like, "Hell yeah, I will! Like, I love that! Like, more of that, please!" And so it was always like actively on my watch list. But then I literally met them a week after that oh, discussion. Weird. So it was so it was serendipitous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Super awesome, and uh, I don't even know if you knew that, Rachel. I did not I, I know. Think I might, this might be news to you. Breaking yeah, news. Uh, yeah. yeah, you were a, 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 an almost fan before it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Every like it was- time when we still get people, Erica and I, when we get people who say, "Oh yeah, I watch your show," we're both like, "What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Me? <laughs> no." We had a guy. We went to the Renaissance Fair, and we've had. A couple of people recognize us and say, "Oh, oh my God, it's Girls Guys Glory." We both go, "Huh? <laughs> what? No. Oh, that's so weird. Yes, that is that's crazy. Me. It's so much fun. I love it. I know. <laughs> who'd, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought it was going to be Dungeons and Dragons that would get you noticed at a, at a Ren Fair? I'm totally happy with it. Yeah, it's awesome. This is like middle school and high school. Me is so beyond over the moon by the fact that I get to do this. It's bigger and better than anything I ever dreamed of. That's amazing. Not to get sappy, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's true for us too, right? Right, Shelly? This is it. <laughs> the peak of my life right here. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Kelly, you mentioned you played in uh, in high school too. I know, I, we, uh, Rachel, we've heard your uh, 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 origin story, I think, before, uh, but we'll, we'll recap in a bit. But, I, I, Kelly, I wanted to find out about what it was like playing when you were in high school. Like, you, what, what was how, what was your first introduction uh. to Dungeons & Dragons and what, what kind of were you were you already a fan of fantasy to begin with and this was like the extension of that like how, yeah. did, how did it go yeah i mean i'm an escapist by nature like when when i'm telling people out here like what do you write and i'm always like anything that isn't real so like <laughs> i'm musicals i'm animation i'm fantasy i'm anything to escape the mundanity of human existence and try to like super <laughs> like, like extend myself beyond my physical barriers of this like, plushy human flesh and so (laughs) (laughs) oh no actually like anything like that has been kind of my um my like my mode for uh for a long time ever since i was a young child i was obsessed with musicals and fantasy and my dad started taking me to the ren fair when i was like three and um yeah I i loved that world and uh i i didn't really know about dungeons and dragons and actually to be completely frank with you where i'm from it was kind of taboo. I come from like a very Christian, hardcore upbringing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was kind of like something that I had heard about, but nobody was talking about it. And I was like, what's going on with this? Like, I, you know, I'm from a small town in upstate New York. And uh, the dialogue started first happening um, actually in the musical theater world. I was doing a bunch of local community theater and all the kids were playing it. 
And I was like, what? Like musical theater kids playing D&D, this thing that like, you know, a, a lot of this stigma, there's like this weird stigma in the community about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, I want to play some D&D. And so my friend, my first dungeon master, um, I was 14 or 15. I can't remember. Remember. And uh, his name's Nick Donovan. Hey, Nick. I don't know if you're watching this. Shout year. out Great to Nick Donovan. Donovan. Um, and Nick Donovan. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he was... <laughs> He had this like beautiful home and it was just full of all these video games and uh, all these. He was like the person I wanted to become. He was just so rawly himself. And I was envious of that. I was like, I want to be like you, as secure as you as a 14 year old kid. (laughs) And um, and he invited us in to play D&D and he ran my first campaign uh i played like the most stereotypical like girl thing i could like an elven like ranger named jewel or something like that i can't quite remember her name um but like playing that and experiencing his version of storytelling because he did like a traditional dungeon crawl but i had been i had never been so scared and like hearing him describe it and me being able to react to that it was like the most incredible experience for for me i'll never forget it and we got to play he was very busy so we only played a few times throughout the uh that year and then a few times after but like i i want it like that was just i will never forget my first time mm. if that makes sounds, any sense kind of amazing. yeah it does sound you amazing because we don't on that guy right i know right <laughs> well, <laughs> actually actually he was one of the only he was actually out like and in our community that was kind of like oh interesting so it was like he was very proud of who he was and my first dungeon master was a gay man and um you know it it was like it just broke every stereotype you would expect you know I was playing with mostly people who are gay in the musical theater community and it was just really it was really magical that is magical magical. 14 that's really impressive Mm -hmm. right where is this guy yeah. now? We gotta find I know, him. Right? <laughs> we were joking we're about the shout out to Nick Donahue, yeah. but now I'm like, Man. I wanna find Nick Donahue. Nick Donahue, where are if you? You're out there. <laughs> Please contact us. This, this is when Dragon Talk turns into an episode of This Is Your Life. And I'm like, We have Nick Donahue right here. And he like comes <laughs> out from under the table. He's calling right now. <laughs> Caller, are you there? Nick, is it you? <laughs> That sounds incredible, though, and it yeah. sounds very uh, similar to uh, my experience, especially, I mean, I, I came from a, a Catholic background as well, and every single time oh, I wow. mentioned Dungeons & Dragons, my mom was like, you know, it's not okay to say the names of the demons because they will, then they know where you are. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it, this is a story, right? Like, this is all made up. It wasn't to her. It was all very... You know, if you're invoking spells, you're actually doing that in real life. I'm like, the whole conceit of Dungeons and Dragons was very hard to get across. Uh, plus, with all the other, you know, uh, uh, noise of people saying it was, you know, right around the 80s. So there was a lot of people yeah. who were, you know, still in the throes of all that. Also about comic books and, you know, heavy metal music uh, was also in the same breath of things that, you know, will, will corrupt your soul. Um, so but then also, like, my, my outlet was doing theater, was going to uh, Summerstock Theater and kind of being involved in that community. That's where I first met, you know, uh, uh, people who were, like, very openly gay and were okay with it and, and were, were very um, uh, instructive in how to just perform and be people. Uh, and yeah, that was very form. We now sadly those two never went together. Like I never had the the musical theater experience and the D and D experience. You were so close. <laughs> I, I wish that those had that Venn diagram uh, uh, interrupted a little bit more. That would have been awesome. But you know, it's 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 great to hear that someone else at least was like, oh yeah, no, I, I, I that was that was all about opening doors. Yeah, I had to like 
secretively do it. Like I was like, mom, I'm hanging out with my friend Nick. And he's like, oh, she's like, that's great. Yeah, you know, he's got a great family and he's got a hot tub. Have fun in the hot tub. But we, we did not go into the hot tub. We went <laughs> into the dragons. <laughs> that's so funny that someone's like, oh, yeah, no, go have fun. Have fun in the hot tub. Being, you know. Here's a bottle of wine. Exactly. <laughs> but d and Enjoy. Keep, Enjoy at 14 years old. Keep those demons out of it, though. Mm. <laughs> it's funny because my my parents both had the same reaction, but it was exactly the opposite of what a lot of people say their parents have done. When I told my parents, I'm learning to play D&D, they both kind of went, oh, that's cool. I always kind of wanted to play. Have fun. Oh, really? And they were like, go for it. Because my, my parents both, my mother used to play in a recorder group at the Renaissance Fair. So we're just uh, a generation after generation of f- nerd just so nerdy as a family as a household and i my mother you know i grew up reading all these fantasy books and my mother would read them to me and they were passed down from my mother all of my favorite fantasy books are all her favorite fantasy books so it was an inheritance of of nerddom do they watch your show they do okay you want to hear something really cute yes (laughs) (laughs) My, my parents have no idea how to work Twitch. I don't know if they're watching, actually. They might be. Um, my my dad made a Twitch account <laughs> so that they could watch our show, so Aww. that they could watch Girls Gets Gory. And it's the, the name on the account is Ray's Career. That's the only reason why they have it. It's because of your yeah. career. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> that's adorable. My parents are just adorable. So if and they're they ever- so into it. Aww. If they ever are brave enough to go into the chat, we'll know that it's uh, yeah. what's happening. You might see them play eventually. Who yeah, knows? My ask. mom is super into it. I mean, if, if she introduced you to all those fantasy novels, yeah. I mean, she's... I'm surprised she's she pretty, hasn't. Yeah, me too, actually. Well, I remember where I was when I saw my first Girl Scouts Glory. Um, what? I was in Nathan's office. And he oh, was yeah? like, come here, you've got to see this. And I was standing over his shoulder and I was like, these girls are amazing. They were. It was. I was just laughing and loving it, and was so impressed with the the production and the costumes, and everybody was just so funny and having such a good time. And we know that so many of our new players have come into D and D because of uh, watching people play D and D on Twitch and all. And I think that Girls Guts Glory has been just such a great uh, thing for for D and D because not only are we watching people having so much fun. But, like, you're all women. And it's, like, that's just, I think that's great for women to see other women playing D&D and just having a really good time with it. So It takes one person to do something for people to go, oh, maybe it's okay. Yeah, I can do it, too. Yeah. And if we bring anyone into the D&D community, which is an absolutely incredible and sweet and wonderful community, then uh, I'm done. That's all I need to do for my life. (laughs) That's great. Keep doing it. Don't be done. Just keep doing it. Yeah, right. There's more. There's more. There's There's more. There's more. But yeah, I mean, because I think probably a lot of of people have have appreciated what you're doing and and seeing it played out. But I just like watching you guys because you're just having fun. It's just so much fun. Yeah. And Shelly tried to do it by writing a book about it. I tried. I was like 10 years ahead of my time. 10 years ahead of your time. I know. You were like ahead of the curve. You really were. I was just telling Liz that today. I'm like, these books were ahead of their time. They're ready to be republished. Oh, yeah, they totally are. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Confessions of a part-time sorceress. I'm still a part-time sorceress. You still are. Yeah. Yeah, because you're mostly doing Avalon Hill stuff. Right. (laughs) Full-time brand manager, part-time sorceress. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, but... That's good stuff. It's good it stuff. Is. It is. It is good stuff. 
Uh, are you guys excited about Stream of Many Eyes? What, uh, what, uh, you know, what, what is exciting about it for you? I'm so excited about everything. I'm excited about stuff I can't talk about. Right. Good question, Greg. I know. I'm trying to... <laughs> what are the things that you can talk about that Craft you're excited services. about? Craft services. Woo! Craft services. Yes, very excited that about exciting. that. That was exciting. That's why we all went to the gym today. That's why we all worked out so hard so we can eat as much you, food Rachel. as we possibly can. <laughs> Except for me. <laughs> I went and bought a pastry. Everyone else, like before we started this, everyone else was talking about, oh, I went to the gym. Oh, I went to the gym. Oh, I went to the gym too. And I was like, <laughs> I got a croissant. <laughs> That's what I did today. <laughs> I had to pick it up. It was very heavy. I yes, lifted it three times. By far the mm-hmm. lightest of all the pastries. Because you ate it in three bites? It, I did some squats. Uh, oh. and I'm going to go work out after this because I feel like I need to. Because Greg has guilted you into believing <laughs> yes. you need to. It's, yeah, not yes. at all. Not at all. Good job, Greg. Uh, so you're excited about the craft services at, at Stream Many Eyes. Uh, <laughs> we're excited about uh, seeing everybody again, too. Like you were mentioning, it is kind of like a you know, D&D summer camp a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and it's right in your neighborhood. I'm excited to be invited to the summer camp. Mm-hmm. I was always the loser at the summer camp, so I'm excited <laughs> to not be. This is a summer camp for all the kids who ever thought they were losers, and now they're the cool kids, and we're all just having a fun time together. Yeah, it's true. Everyone there is so nice. Every single person in Critical Role is the nicest person. I love them all dearly. I am so excited to get into a room with all of these incredibly kind people and then punch things in the face. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, all the mean right. stuff is in your imagination. Right. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. we're peaceful. And I'm, I'm just excited, too, to, like, be sharing a world with so many people. And, like, they're, you know, everyone's just such great humans, like you said, Rachel, and storytellers and performers and inventors and creators and all that. So it's just, it's so nice to be able to just get together and then celebrate it and then also share it and, like, uncover it. And then do that with everybody else involved. Like there's, you feel the true community aspect of it. You know, you 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 sit in your room and you play with six people most of the time. But yeah. when you're when you open that door, it's like, oh no, no, no. There's a whole, there's a whole, there's thousands of t- tables with six people on. <laughs> you and, and you get to like touch each one of them in a in a weird yeah. way by like, here's you know, in a uh, safe us. and appropriate way. Yes, yeah, exactly. You can go and play <laughs> over the interweb. Everyone. Uh, you. <laughs> But what I love about this show, too, is it's got like a, a, you know, from everybody who has the theater background, it feels like putting on a show, too. So it's yeah, not just yeah. everybody coming together to high five and, 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 and congratulate each other for what we do. It's like, oh, but now we're all working towards this one singular goal. Uh, and, you know, there's lights, there's costumes, there's sets, there's all these things that like, you know, brings in all those theater things that I, you know, grew up on and loved. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that to good use. Now though. we're putting it to good use. It's true. Yeah, I was back home uh, in Connecticut a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I was doing lots of stuff for the show, doing you know lots of calls and things like that. And uh, I said to my mom, she's like, "Oh God, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm putting on a show." And I was like, "It's kind of like what I did in high school, you know, when I was putting on the shows there, but now just bigger and differenter." But the same thing. And getting paid to do it. And getting paid to do it, right, exactly. But it's the same, same skills, you know, of, 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 of inspiring people to all get behind one, one singular thing. So mm-hmm. it's been tons of fun. Does she know you were yeah. calling demons from her house? She kind of ignores <laughs> that, actually, at this point. It's just never talked about. Well, so far you haven't been possessed. So I think at this point your mom might be like, mm, okay, maybe it's all right. Yeah, maybe she would She would surprise you. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. No? I'm no. sure if I actually uh, confronted her or like, wanted to talk about it, she would... She would still think it's... The judginess would come out in immediately. <laughs> yeah. My what favorite... I've always wondered yeah, yeah. is, why don't people have like a, a, 
Christian campaign. Like all paladins or something. That would be, I don't know. That's, that feels like it would be in the vein of running through a, a game from the Bible. Well, if you, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get too, too deep into it. But if you think about how uh, Jesus told stories to instruct more, you know, things about ethics and morals. Parables. It's exactly what D&D exactly. is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm on board there in spirit, uh, if not in execution. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but my favorite part is when uh, uh, we'll sometimes Skype with our uh, uh, friends. And we used to, we had the uh, 2015 had the uh, Rage of Demons oh, yeah. campaign. And so we have T-shirts that say Rage of Demons on them. And there was a lot of extra small T-shirts of those left. So I just took them home and gave them to my kids. Uh, so we'll Skype with our, with our, with grandma, and every once in a while they have like Rage of Demons on their T-shirts. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! And I, my mom just kind of, again, just kind of ignores it, doesn't really that's engage good. with it, doesn't, she doesn't know that it's there. But part of me is mm-hmm. like, Ha-ha, uh-huh. it's in your house, <laughs> Mrs. Tito. We left them in your house. We're beaming into your eyeballs. This one time I was in like middle school, and somebody had a Ouija board, Whoa. and we were at oh. my very Christian friend Teresa's house, and so we were like, let's do this, and it was like, oh, like moving all around, and then we all just were like, we got, we're out, we got to get out of here, this is too scary, and she, I remember her like running out of her house going, you can't leave it here, you can't leave the, because you're supposed to say goodbye, and like make the spirit go, oh, and we were like, oh, she was like, you can't leave the spirit in my parents' bedroom, <laughs> oh, we're out of here, Teresa. Running down the street. I love how the Ouija board is basically house rules the game. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's nothing, there's, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. There's nothing to it. It's just whatever people use it, however they use it is the game. But you do have to say goodbye it's, to the spirit. Yeah, you have uh, do to. You? It's two things. It's learning how to be polite by saying hello and goodbye. Right. And it's made by Hasbro, Mm -hmm. which is just bizarre to me. The Ouija boards are made by Hasbro. Mm -hmm. It's true. Shout out to Hasbro. I'd love to talk to that brain. How funny is that? That like I, I actually my tolerance for horror, like my tolerance for anything ghost related, is incredibly low. Mm. Um, (laughs) But that I play Dungeons and Dragons constantly, and it doesn't seem to affect me. But like I can't. I the the most ghost I can watch is Casper, and like that. That's that kind of freaky, still, though. Yeah, Casper the friendly. <laughs> Casper is freaky. I'm just kidding, but like, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you in that. Where I'm like, nah, I kind of disengage from horror right away because it's like it's too much. It's too. For, I don't know what it is. It just immediately makes me feel like a kid again. Yeah, yeah, that's why I love scared. being a dungeon master, dude. That's you can be the horror. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> are the horror. Act- yeah, I can be the horror. <laughs> you are what goes bump in, in the night. You are Casper the friendly ghost. You are. I am. But back, to, <laughs> back to your story about the dungeon crawls being frightening, uh, you know, I, there is, I mean, that's that's the suspense that I think D&D does the best at when you're at so scared, not for, for, for you or for any, like, real terror, but be, for what your character is going to experience. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. Just to, like, one step into it, you know, it's like, whoa, I'm actually experiencing things that, like, I only maybe experience in that weird part of my dreamscape, like, you know, when mm-hmm. I'm right in that REM midpoint. So, because it, it feels just as real as that, like, strange kind of, you know, cerebral uh, dream state. And so when you're actually able to, like, experience the emotions and the repercussions of a story like that or you know accidentally sending off a trap or walking into the wrong room uh it just it feels as real as life and that's Mm -hmm. pretty awesome because 
I like to be able to experience things that maybe in most worlds you can't because I grew up in a very boring place and I'm still working <laughs> through that. Same. <laughs> yep. Yep. Tiny little farming town in Washington. <laughs> We're all yeah, adventuring that's... way more than we would uh, in, in our in our fantasy lives. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think I'm lucky. I think I'm lucky I had been born and raised in such a quiet place because it made me it made me really like internal and think a lot. And now I get to exercise that. And it's really fun. Yeah. You don't take it for granted. Yeah. yeah everything no. seems kind of magical when you're in a small town, because a lot of what you do is rely on your own imagination, especially yeah. as a kid. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, all I did. Just have to be more creative. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I really wanted to take my. Uh, you know, go back to when I was back home. I, I had a free afternoon, and I was like, "Hey, girls, let's go walk in the woods." That's what I did all the time growing up. I had, you know, a stick I would whittle down, and that would be my sword or my staff or whatever, and we would just explore the woods and create different little scenarios and things like that. And we didn't get that far along, but we I like showed them like the stream that I always used to go to and things oh. like that. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm hoping that that makes them, you know, because I mean, we live in West Seattle, so it's not really like super city, but it is very more urban than than where I grew up. Um, so I'm hoping that that like instilled that idea of like, you know, you can just go out and explore and, and yeah. make stories wherever you are. Yeah, there's a lot of good places to go hiking out there, too. Yeah. Seattle is beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I used to remember like getting on my bike in the morning, helmetless, and then like <laughs> not coming back until like the evening. Yeah. By yep. myself, mm-hmm. just and that was like my most favorite thing to do is just be by myself. And then you met that girl yeah. who like can move stuff with her mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was super convenient. <laughs> it was very, it was yeah. very lazy. <laughs> but then some other people came after her, and it was just you know too much. I never saw Matthew her again. Moldeen. I don't really know what happened to her. <laughs> Dang, I wonder. She's got one 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 nose uh, nostril had, that's bleeding. She was she had chronic nosebleeds. <laughs> <laughs> Her name was Al. It was good stuff. How do you know? <laughs> I, I, I watched the show. <laughs> you know there's a, a story about your life that's being dramatized on Netflix right now? No. <laughs> I want my royalties. You were the dungeon master in that one, weren't you? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're excited to uh, uh, see you again, Rachel, face-to-face down in Los Angeles and meet you, Kelly, for the first time uh, for the stream Many Eyes. It's going to be crazy. June 1st, 2nd, 3rd. I can't believe it's so close, uh, and it will be over before we know it. But we'll can we make it longer? Uh, please Maybe don't. Maybe next year. Mm. Greg would love that. All right, let's make it for an entire month next time. Maybe, yes. Maybe next year you should do it in upstate New York, so we can all go home again. Yeah, I want to go to Baltimore. That's a great idea. Yeah, I want to go see Ellicott City. You know, you know that you could get like, a location really inexpensive. Maybe a boat. You want to do it on a boat? Why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm from Irondequoit. You can go to Lake Ontario. We can just soar through the Finger Lakes. <laughs> or like the You're beautiful from, I, Finger Lakes. Actually, Irondequoit, yeah. really? That's... Yeah, I'm from Irondequoit. Do you know where yep. that is? That's where my wife lived. What? Yeah. <laughs> when she mentions Rochester, she's like, oh, yeah, when we lived in Irondequoit. Oh, my God. That's crazy. This happens to me way more often uh, to her, really, where, like, just randomly people we meet in, in no matter what, they're, like, they, they, they know Rochester or they, like, had someone or they, like, actually live, like, down the street. Like, it's crazy. I think weird. we met someone once who was, like, they were describing their house and, and my wife was, like, um, was it on so-and-so street? And they're, like, yeah. How did you know that? And they're, like, that was my house. You actually live in my old house. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that oh, happened. Weird, weird. Someone random person we met like three or four years ago in Seattle, I feel like. So it must have, yeah, it was like within weird. three years. How that's, crazy is that? That's crazy. I know. 
when we were doing uh, Tales from the Loop, that's where Kelly said it. She said it in Rochester. Oh. I did. We had a whole put day in Rochester on the map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making its mark. <laughs> Everyone's going to know that's where stories beach. come that's from. That's totally what it's going to be known for. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. Kodak, whatever. <laughs> that's right. My dad, yeah, my father in law worked at that Kodak. I know that and their hockey team. Like yeah. the one percent of listeners who know anything about Rochester are like, yeah, yeah that's right. We have a lot of upstate New York listeners. It's true. Shout out to upstate New York listeners. <laughs> you're there. Shout out to upstate New York. See, because they're, they're, it's you're quiet. There. They don't have a lot going on. They watch a lot. Shout of- out. Oh, we're, no, I, they- <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. You guys are awesome. Uh, I can't wait to you, – you're going to meet my wife. She's going to be at the event, too, so you guys can yeah. trade Rochester <laughs> stories, which would be amazing. Um, yeah. So those Please, of you – want to see if I lived in her house. Too. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was you. <laughs> <It's possible>. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you've been to her house. It could be. Uh, so that's going to be awesome. You guys won't be able to watch those conversations happen on twitch.tv slash dnd, but there will be lots of other fun, amazing stories uh, occurring all that weekend long. So please uh, mark your calendars. June 1st, 4 p.m. Pacific time. It starts then. Host Anna Prosser Robinson will be taking us all around the sets, and then we'll get right into the stories and the amazing, dramatic uh, games that will be played. There's going to be a Force Gray. Uh, episode that night uh, as well as a dice camera action on Friday and then we kick it all off with even more fun stuff on Saturday I can't wait it's gonna be great we're gonna be high-fiving pretty much the whole weekend long Ah! we're gonna need some pads some like (laughs) some boxing boxing gloves for (laughs) high-fiving someone get on that well thank you guys so much for calling in it was great to see your faces Uh, I'm so glad this works and uh, we'll see you in LA very soon I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so Where can people find out more about you and uh, you personally as well as Girls Guts Glory and everything that's going to be happening? Kelly, why don't you go, go first? first. <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah. So, like, I, I do a lot of stuff. I actually write for Hasbro and have written for Hasbro. So check out my Little Pony Equestria Girl episodes and uh, my Littlest Pet Shop episodes. So what? Please. Yeah, so please. she's that. amazing. Why didn't we lead with Where that? the lead, man. I know, right? I know, right? I have seen those episodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you owe um, me a Coke, uh, Rachel, and- by the way. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> you didn't say things. Damn it. So, ha. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I did it on uh, you. It's on YouTube. I did the Choose Your Own Adventure series, which is really fun. That is also going to be airing, hopefully, I believe, sometime soon. We'll see. Um, and then the Littlest Pet Shop, which has started airing on Discovery Family at noon on Saturdays. My next episode's coming up soon. So keep watching that show if you're into something like Littlest Pet Shop. The animation's great. No, and my and girls. it's really good for both adults and kids. So. My girls love it. I love yeah. Littlest Pet Shop. I really do. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, I wrote the sleepover. I wrote the sleepover episode. <laughs> really? I don't know if they saw that one, but I wrote that well, one. I'm going to find was... it if I haven't. Yes, please watch it. Um, we'll cue it up. And so, yeah, so uh, there's that. And then I also wrote for Final Space, which is currently airing on TBS. Um, after American Dad, so check that out. And um, I do a lot of stuff with Geek and Sundry. Um, keep your eyes peeled for when I, I hop on there. I love them and their company and what they do, so keep your eyes on that. And Girls Goes Glory! Girls Goes Glory is coming Yay. back. We'll announce Thanks. all the dates from that soon, but it will be back this summer. Yay! Oh, and last but not least, I am I write musicals, too, so keep your eyes on uh, my musicals. I am writing one about Vincent Van Gogh that I worked on for, like, years and years and years. Anyway, uh, follow me at, at Kaylin Rock on Twitter. K-A-H-L-A-N Rock. That's awesome. 
Does the Vincent Van Gogh musical have like you know uh, a Hamilton like intro? <laughs> That's a really good question. It definitely doesn't. But like, I wish it kind of did because I really like. Right, like having that <laughs> yeah. like that like almost overture ish type thing that that first song does. Oh man, yeah. I if mean, I was a better lyricist, I would have I would have improv something for you, but I can't. If Lin Manuel Miranda, I mean, musicals are my life, and uh, it's mm-hmm. so cool to be able to say like, I'm doing things I like. Remember when you were a kid, Kelly, and you wanted to like be in a fantasy world and write musicals and write television animation? You're literally doing all of that right now. Cool. Yay! <laughs> you followed your dreams, and Make now you're it. head first in them. I'm Love still it. following them. <laughs> I'm tired of following my dreams, so I'm gonna <laughs> text him. I'll catch him on the Just later. gonna sit They're here so for a minute. <laughs> you can't catch yeah. it. <laughs> Rachel, what about you? What are all the dreams that you're following? Uh, <laughs> no. I have a croissant, uh, and then let me tell you about how my acting career is going or not. Um, let's see. You can find me at Girls Guts Glory, of course. Um, we are coming back in the summer. We are like ironing out some last minute kinks and then we are good to go. And I'm so excited to be back in that. Um, I will periodically be running around Geek and Sundry as normal. Um, Let's see, you can also catch me doing a podcast, which is, sorry for the F-bomb earlier, by the way. Uh, my podcast is called Shit Goes Down. It is my um, <laughs> my first attempt at DMing. I had never She's DMed great. before. Eh. Uh, I'm still learning. Uh, we as all are. we go we along. All are. Yeah. So you can you can follow that. It updates every Monday, and I actually have to put episode eight up today. Um, other than that, I might have a couple more projects coming and going. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, and I'm at Sunny Seely S E E L E Y on Twitter. Come say hello. We will. I will. Nice. That's a lot. That's a lot going on. Yep. Both yeah. you girls. You got it's. It's uh, now. I wish I was busier. Now, now I see why it's hard for you guys all to be in the same place at the same time. Right. Because that's <laughs> that's times like eight for all. Of yeah. Them. yeah, it is. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you for taking the time to talk to us. I know it's not. Uh, 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 there's so much other stuff going on that it's like uh, uh, it's crazy to get you. So I'm I'm really excited uh, that we got to have this conversation. We're gonna hang out more thank in June. You. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> June's gonna be the best. And it's also my birth month. So thanks for the early birthday present, D and D. Birthday. I did it. That's what <laughs> birth. It's also my birthday month, really. So Yay! it's like we can share in, and Bart's in birth- birthday month and birth- Bart's birthday month too. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're just going to have birthday cake throughout Lots the entire yeah. weekend. No, let's have one Dream big D&D birthday cakes. party. We'll all Please. just like jump into it. Yeah. Or out of bed. Yes. And then eat I'm all done. the icing. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. I'm doing yep. it. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys. You're awesome. Uh, Stream of Many Eyes is coming very soon. And we'll see you then. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for having us. <laughs> cool. All right. So uh, thank you. They are amazing. I love talking to them because they have so much enthusiasm they for do. not just... D&D, which is great, but for life. like what they're doing. In general, right? Good people. Good peoples. Yep. Good role models. We Get your girls watching Girls Guts Glory. I know. Yeah. They are uh, ready. I think they're ready. Yeah. Yes. It's There's a lot of fun stuff uh, sure, that they do. Yeah. yeah. For sure, Edna. For yeah, sure. Yeah, because she's seven. That's Quinn would like it, too, because it's girls. Does he like girls? Oh. Does he like guts? Yeah. Does he like glory? He does. Then he is He's all, in. all in. He needs all the dice, everything he could possibly need. Yes. 
Uh, he'll start dressing up in costume like they do uh, yeah. and uh, wearing some horns, playing some music. He'll cosplay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learn the recorder. This is my recorder sound. That was pretty cool. I can make any noise with my mouth. <laughs> can you? Let's test. <laughs> Go ahead. Test me. Can you make a pigeon? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. That's good right? Yeah. Can you do a hummingbird? <laughs> Are you guys impressed? I'm like a Foley artist and Can I didn't even know it. Can you microwave dinging? Bing! Mm, mm, that's mm. right. I just needed a rehearsal time. I'm blowing out the mics for Brian. I'm so sorry. Oh, I've been hitting this thing all day. This new setup is weird. My feet keep hitting the table, and I'm sorry. Sorry. I don't think you're forgiven. Uh, Thank you guys uh, for listening to our crazy interviews and all the fun stuff uh, that we have going on here. There is a lot going on at Dungeons & Dragons, so if you are ever confused, go to DungeonsAndDragons.com on the web. Uh, You can follow it at uh, Wizards underscore D&D on Twitter, uh, or you can like our Facebook page. Uh, There is also an Instagram account that will get more and more Instagrams on there. Oh, it's probably going to go crazy at the stream. It is going to go crazy at the stream, that's right. Uh, Wanted to give a shout out. We talked to her a little bit uh, during the interview itself, but Satine Phoenix, who has joined uh, the Dungeons & Dragons team to help out with all kinds of crazy social... Including uh, our hair and makeup. Including hair and makeup tips out the wazoo. Uh, There's going to be tons of it, uh, but you'll see her uh, and or just, you know, her words being posted all over our uh, social media stuff so look for that uh, and uh, follow her of course at Team Phoenix uh, as well as uh, all of our, our fun stuff so I'm at Greg Tito where are you Shelly? I'm at Shelly Moo ask us all the questions you could possibly ever want to ask us about Dungeons and Dragons life upstate New York around a coit uh, theater growing up Avalon uh, Hill Aval- oh yeah there's that too right yeah you have a few games coming out yep what are those? Access and Allies and Zombies. And if you're going to be at Origins next month, you can play it. We are going to have it there. That's right. I hope. I'm excited. And a tank. <laughs> I mean, no tank. Maybe. No thank you. No thank you. <laughs> and I'll be there. So come say hi. And also in the fall, we have Betrayal Legacy. I know. Rob Daviau. Extraordinary. Crazy genius. Yeah. I can't wait for that. It's so good. That's gonna we'll be really play, fun. right? We're gonna have. We're I'm, gonna play. I'm playing right you gotta now. You got to play, kind of play with the same people, right? Have it be like a campaign. Yeah. Yeah. So we should do that. Are you in? Yeah. Let's get Aaron involved too. I think she would want to do it. I've been trying to get her into the betrayal yeah. thing, and this might be the way to do it. And Mr. Eric. And Mr. Eric. Yeah. We shall make. We have it to happen. call him Mr. Eric. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are really big on the Mr. or Mrs. first tried, name I've thing. Like tried, and it, like some people it sticks with. Like, yeah. Are you Mr. Greg? I'm just banana, I believe. Banana. Yeah. Some people he sticks with the miss or the mister, and other people he's just like, no, that's Sean. It's Bob. Yeah, it's Bob. It's Ralph. Yeah. It's Tony. Yeah. Very fun stuff uh, is coming down, as I was saying, and uh, I think we said all the fun social medias that you should be following to get all the more information. I can't stress enough how awesome the Stream of Many Eyes is going to be. Please mark your calendars for June 1st at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Tell all your friends 
to watch as much as you can. We'll be putting up all of our, those videos onto other platforms like YouTube, and uh, uh, you can watch them in the collections on Twitch and things like that. But it's just so much fun to watch live, and we want to get as many people watching it at the same time. Many for, eyes. Yeah, exactly. We, it's, it was called the stream of many eyes for a reason. Yes. Is that the reason? That is That's the reason the exact why. Reason. So that we have all of the eyes on it as possible. Uh, and of course, uh, you'll get to find out about the new Dungeons and Dragons storyline before anyone else is if you're watching live. So. And you can go. And you can go. That's right. If you're there in L.A. Yes. If you're in the Los Angeles area or if you're able to travel to the Los Angeles area, you can totally do that. Get tickets uh, uh, to watch one of your favorite groups play live in the studio audience. You'll get a tour of all the sets. You'll get some amazing Dungeons & Dragons merchandise that you can't get anywhere else. In addition uh, to uh, being able to buy merchandise, you can't really get anywhere else uh, for during this event, too. So it's going to be super fun. Uh, for more information there, go to dnd.wizards.com slash S-O-M-E and get your tickets before they run out. Dun, dun, dun. That's for Sunday, June 3rd is when uh, uh, the day that you can buy tickets to, to be there with the public and all of your friends. And I'll be there. And you can give me some high fives. Yeah. yeah. That's a reason right there That's a reason go. right there. Meet Greg Tito. That's right. Um, but I say that, but, you know, there's there's one thing that might prevent that, which is... Oh! Rocks fall and everyone dies.